0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select
2: can miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
3: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora
0: Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen.
3: In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This is. Is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
2: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. Tuesday, October 26th. Kind of an uneven Monday Night Football game, huh? I think I gave out the under, which was easy money. And Seattle once again failed with Geno Smith late. Remember, Geno Smith came in cold turkey against the Rams. Did not get the job done. Got the ball in overtime against Pittsburgh. Promptly fumbled. And had a chance late against New Orleans on Monday Night Football. And he vomited all over himself. Ball game. And as a Jets fan, I'm not going to lie, folks. I stood up and cheered. Because you know, because of the Jamal Adams trade, the New York Jets own Seattle's first-round pick. Currently sitting at eighth. So the Jets, if the season ended today, and it doesn't, Shocker! The Jets would have the fourth and eighth, eighth pick in the in the draft. And guess what? It's only going to get better for the Jets because the Seattle Seahawks are not getting Russell Wilson back anytime soon. I got to say, like, I'm sorry to root for the demise of the Seahawks, but you guys have been on top long enough. You've had a good decade run of uh, playoffs and relevance and let someone else get a chance. Let's get them out of there. Arizona Cardinals get in there. Uh, but it's funny. I, uh, I'll talk about what else happened Monday because there's a big story in the NFL that we'll get to shortly. But I'm watching Monday Night Football, and, you know, it's pretty clear that Seattle is just not very good. They got a couple good players, and their defense tries really hard, but they're just not that talented. They're, I, I, they're not going anywhere fast. They're now five games back in the NFC West. Arizona undefeated. Arizona big game Thursday night. We're going to talk about that in a minute. The chances of Seattle making the playoffs, even when Russ comes back, are super slim. And I I just got to thinking watching them like, hey, man, Russ and Pete Carroll had a great run. Russ tried to get out last offseason. It went so far as to give a list of teams that he'd be interested in. It ultimately didn't take, right? And Pete Carroll's 70. and And I'm just looking at the screen and I call up the Seattle schedule. I'm like, all right, they'll beat the Jags next week. But... After that, without Russell Wilson, they're not winning in Green Bay. They're not beating Arizona. Frankly, I'm not sure they're beating Washington, San Fran. And they still have later in the season, Rams and the Cardinals again. So the playoffs are, they're not happening. It's just not going down for Seattle. And I start thinking like, you know, Carson Palmer was doing some interview on Monday and mentioned that he's privy to some list of potential USC coaches and You know, toss out Mike Tomlin, which makes absolutely no friggin' sense whatsoever. I mean, he's the ultimate rah-rah guy. He'll get some heads turned out here in L.A. when people are like, does USC matter anymore? Like Chip Kelly's doing some things, LeBron and the Lakers, uh, Kawhi, if he ever comes back to the Clippers, you know, the Rams and Chargers are basically both Super Bowl teams. It's, you know, it's it's a tough, crowded sports market in L.A. Mike Tomlin, he might move some heads, but wait a minute. Let's see. Mike Tomlin. Okay. From Virginia. Newport News. Went to William and Larry. Ha ha ha. I'm a Virginia guy. We joke around that that was what William and Mary was called. William and Larry. I had a buddy from high school who went to William and Mary. Was on the soccer team. And he would even joke that people on the road, you know, when he was on the soccer team at William and Mary, actually a really good player and was briefly one of the leading scorers in the country. And they would go on road trips and soccer and the other fans would taunt them as William and Larry. Anyways, Mike Tomlin's a Virginia guy, okay? Coached at VMI. The last time he coached college football was at Arkansas State in 98. He's never coached football west of the Mississippi. And you're telling me he's going to leave the NFL where he's had success to go to USC? He's going to uproot his family? Really? Mike Tomlin is doing that? And... It's a little comical because, you know, I, I tried to look around. I'm like, you know, I don't see any connection here. Mike Tomlin, who has, I believe, a high school daughter. And again, as some of these coaches, it's tough to get them to reroute their high school kids and uh, middle school kids across the country for a coaching job. That's tough. There's no shot they're getting Tomlin. It's fun to talk about. And he hasn't won a playoff game with the Steelers in like five years. He's a good coach. We know that. But I start thinking about USC. I'm like, whoa, if it's falling apart for Russ and Russ and Pete Carroll are probably done, that's run its course. They had a decade run. Why wouldn't Pete Carroll at 70 instead of going out with, you know, kind of a whimper in Seattle? Why wouldn't he just go to USC, resurrect that program? If you want a rah-rah guy, why don't you have somebody who already did it? The last time USC really truly mattered was with Pete Carroll. With Lendale White and Matt Leinert and Reggie Bush. uh, They were rock stars out here in L.A. Now, I was not here at the time, but, I mean, you know, they were a huge deal. And you guys know I live out out here by the beach, and I'll never forget one day I was with, uh, you know, a couple buddies and their kids, and we're all just hanging out at the beach. And a little ways away, you could just see this dude who was just totally jacked and, like, everybody's staring at this guy with his kids. Black guy. And everybody's like, man. Look at people! Literally staring at him like the guy's super famous. And I, you know, I have decent vision, but I couldn't see far away enough away. I was like, that kind of looks like Reggie Bush. I work with him, so we're leaving the beach, and lo and behold, the guys walk into his car, and it's Reggie Bush. And like, he's still super duper famous. Now he is on a lot of TV shows out here at Fox. Super nice guy. And that was the, really the last time USC truly mattered. They've had some good runs, Yeah, Sam Darnold, Rose Bowl, but I'm talking like national championship. Big time superstars. You don't think Pete Carroll could resurrect that at 70? Why not? He's got something to prove at this point. I mean, the guy, listen, you always want to try to go out on top. Like, Belichick ain't leaving anytime soon. We joked earlier, like, oh, is the end near for Belichick. Then you start asking around. You're like, dude, he's way too competitive. You think this is how Pete Carroll wants the end to be? Hasn't missed the playoffs in forever? Hasn't been under 500? And then Russell Wilson's like, I'm out of here. And Pete Carroll's left holding the bag and Geno Smith or whatever. So, I, you know, all this talk about USC needing a coach, I still think James Franklin makes a ton of sense. He's a great college coach. And I don't see why Pete Carroll would not get at least in the mix. How is he not getting a call from some boosters who are like, bro, you can make this happen again. We got a quarterback in the pipeline. We got some things happening, Pete. Come on. I know you're, you know, 15 years older, but... You get a larger staff you can make this happen so I I personally think you know at this point with the way the Seattle seasons going if I'm Pete Carroll I'm looking uh I'm looking for a uh, off-ramp and and I think USC makes a ton of sense now Rob I don't know you we, we both um work in radio and TV and all this stuff around a lot of USC people I haven't heard one person mention Pete Carroll I'm curious how this will go over when you know Pete Carroll's name comes up because eventually it will they're two in, Seattles two and five and they're not making the playoffs but Pete Carroll in USC, you like?
5: As a UCLA fan, I don't like it, you know, because I think <laughs> Pete Carroll Pete Carroll is exactly the kind of guy that USC, and that's kind of why I understand the Mike Tomlin situation because recruiting is never going to be an issue in USC. The they, they letters recruit themselves. They're always going to have players. What they need is a guy who can coach them up and keep them motivated. They haven't been able to find that since Pete Carroll left. Now – you mentioned that Pete is up there in age, and that could be a drawback. But one thing he can do is he 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 can coach up a defense a little bit when he has the right guys. We've seen that with the Legion of Boom. We've seen that a couple of iterations of it in Seattle. I know right now their defense isn't that great, but historically they've been pretty good under him. And they are always a very physical team, sometimes to their detriment because they might have been better off letting Russ cook, but... It's a formula that works. So, if you already have more talent than 85, 90% of the teams you're going against, and you're able to establish any kind of culture there, and the culture that he has is very successful at that level, I don't see why it wouldn't be a fit for USC to call him back again. I
2: yeah, don't it, think
5: Pete Carroll would take it because he's already been to the mountaintop in the NFL. Interesting. But they definitely So, what is he staying in Seattle
2: or you think he's just retiring? He's just going out. Um, I, I, I don't
5: see him retiring. I think there'll be a team that'd be looking for some kind of stability that would want Pete Carroll. Mm. Like we're hearing a lot of, uh, uh, things coming out of Miami, not just regarding Deshaun Watson, but regarding Brian Flores. People are saying that he's running too much of a new England style system over there. And he doesn't quite have the skins on the wall to get away with a lot of that kind of stuff. Like it takes a certain level of success to for you to be an asshole to the people you work with, because people are going to be like, you know what? I don't really like this guy, but it's effective. I don't really dig his style, but it's shown that it works. And if you're Brian Flores, you can't get away with with the same kind of stuff that Bill Belichick can. So if you're going from one guy who's like a drill sergeant, that a lot of people kind of rubs the wrong way, history tells us if they hire a new person, he's going to be exact opposite of that. that's exactly the kind of guy that Pete Carroll is.
2: Well, that got the Jets in a lot of trouble. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) They went from Adam Gaze to let's get a rah-rah guy that all the players like. And Salah is loved. Um, And again, I'm not going to go down the Jets' road, although I have started to talk about them. You can't come out of a bye week and get your teeth kicked in the way they just did. Give up 500-plus yards to the Patriots and a rookie quarterback.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: Speaking of the Patriots, fun fact as I was researching this week's games. Patriots have three wins this year. Rob, all of them are against rookie quarterbacks. That's all they've beaten this year. Three wins, two of them over Zach Wilson. Okay, that's all they can do, beat rookie quarterbacks. They got Justin Herbert this week. I almost... Bet the Chargers already, but five and a half is a little bit big of a number for the Chargers. But I'm getting too ahead of myself. Uh, before we get to Sunday, I want to quickly talk about the big news in the NFL on Monday, and that was Arizona and Green Bay. It's funny. So I I do a Monday gambling show at, at Fox with Cowherd, and you know we tape whatever 12, 1 o'clock uh, somewhere around there, and you know I get in, I open the computer, I'm looking at the lines and. Some of these websites, they light up red when the board is being bet. So, you know, I'm looking at the gambling lines. And as I'm looking at it, the three and a half for Arizona Green Bay Thursday turns to four. And then it quickly turns to four and a half. And I'm talking in like within two minutes. I'm like, what the hell's going on? That is strange. Within 10 minutes came the news. Devontae Adams on the COVID list out for Thursday. And the number kept soaring. Now, just consider this. Gambling line moves within about, I think, 11 to 12 minutes later, the Devontae Adams news came out. So clearly, folks, and I know that the NFL is not going to like this, the gamblers knew first. The big money gamblers who have information and traffic and that stuff got wind of the Devontae Adams positive test. Now, Adams is vaccinated, so all he needs is two negatives to return. But as we saw with Chandler Jones very, very, very unlikely that you're going to get two negative tests. And remember, Jones had until Sunday for his. This game's Thursday. So Devontae Adams out for the game. And it's a massive loss. There is no way to understate this. Number two in the league in receptions, Cooper Cup, number one. Number two in the league in targets, Cooper Cup, number one. Number three in yards. Take a guess is who number one is. And surprisingly, Jamar Chase, who's showing out as a rookie with the Bengals. Uh, he's number two. Um, Devontae Adams, number two in first down receptions, tied for second in the big plays, a.k.a. 20-plus yard receptions. There's no way to underestimate how much Devontae Adams means to this offense. I mean, it's without him, we're looking at maybe the return of MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scandling, who hasn't done enough to earn the three-letter nickname, MVS. But nevertheless, you have to kind of go with it because who wants to say Marquez Valdez-Scandling? Um, I mean, I guess you could say Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. But, I mean, essentially, Aaron Rodgers is going into Thursday Night Football. You know, it's a big gunfight, and he's only got a left hand and maybe a pair of brass knuckles in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. That's it. And let's be honest, his defense stinks. So the line kept going up. This morning, I saw it at 6. And I was just, wow. I was just, I mean... Devonte Adams, is he worth two and a half points of the spread? I don't know. A wide receiver is usually not worth that much. It's quarterbacks and then to a lesser extent, uh, edge rushers. TJ Watt, probably worth a point. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh without him is extremely toothless. You cannot bet them without TJ Watt. Um, but uh, but uh, outside of quarterback, like not many players are worth a point. Now, when you look at Arizona's defense, the one weakness they have is the pass defense. They can be had, but what advantage do you have with Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb? And I don't even know who else they have. So it's a huge edge for Arizona. Rob, I did find it funny, though, that gamblers knew before. And yes, if you're asking, when I saw the line making a run, I'm like, oh, somebody must have had a release on Arizona. There must be something, maybe an injury. So I bet it at four and a half, and then I got five and a half, and then I waited at six. I don't think it goes much higher than that. And listen, we've seen Aaron Rodgers work magic before. And now they have, you know, basically two full days of practice and it can install uh, offense without Adams. So it's not like it's a last-minute thing where they're going to be in trouble. But, I mean, this is really depressing for the league because, frankly, this was being billed as the maybe the game of the year to date. I know, you know, Chiefs-Ravens is always a great game and there's other awesome games, but we're talking about for first place in the NFC undefeated team, the last undefeated team in the NFL. And people haven't really put this together yet, but if if Arizona wins this game, they are now two up on Green Bay for the number one seed. Yes, Dallas could maybe come around and catch them, and you have to assume that if the Rams hang tough, they can as well. But at this juncture, if Arizona wins this game, inside track on number one seed, now they don't have a huge home field advantage. Green Bay, I would say, at Lambeau in the cold, is a bigger home field advantage than the desert in Arizona. Um, but I mean, this game, man, no Devontae Adams, kind of a bummer. I did see some people saying, you know, why can't they just push this to Monday? <laughs> like, don't you want to see both teams at full strength? But if you're Arizona, hell no. Nah, we will love them on short rest. By the way, Green Bay down three of their four best defensive players. The Smiths, they're not brothers, but Zadarius and the other one, Preston. And Jair Alexander, all out. They're hurting on defense. I, you know, I know I've been using this phrase a lot, but there is a scenario where Arizona opens up a can on Green Bay. We've seen Aaron Rodgers, when he goes down, just kind of tuck into a shell and it's over. We saw it in the opener, 38-3. There was a game last year against Tampa where he threw that pick six, and then it was just all downhill. He was he kind of checked out. Um, and um, I, I don't know. I, Arizona wins this convincingly. I, I, I can't make them Super Bowl favorites. But, man, you got to love what you see in that Arizona and Kyler Murray. So, Rob, I I don't know. Am I going overboard here saying Devontae Adams is worth a lot of points?
5: No, not at all. In fact, our friends over at Fox Bet, this was tweeted out. um, I don't know exactly who at Fox Bet said this, but he said, quote, Devontae Adams is worth one and a half points of the spread. But I wouldn't be surprised if that jump is cautionary. Have to imagine he's been in close contact with other wide receivers and – Aaron Rodgers mm. Now we know that Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are If they're not best friends They're One of the closer groups of
2: guys On, on, on that team Yeah D- Didn't one of them put out The um, last dance yes. Or something Yes, yes. And, and right. they
5: shared it with each other You know they both put it on their Instagram So Can you imagine If you're the NFL And you're hyping this game up Because everyone's excited to watch this one You know you got Aaron Rodgers Versus Kyler Murray Two MVP candidate candidate guys You got Devontae Adams And DeAndre Hopkins who are both arguably, or at least in the conversation, for the best wide receiver in football, at least in the NFC. And now there's a, I'm 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 assuming that Devontae Adams is out. I, I don't think he's going to be able to get those two negative yeah, tests no by shot. Thursday. But imagine if Aaron Rodgers is out too. Like even okay, or or, or even you gotta, more. You got to move the game, right? Nah, I, <laughs> you would hope so, but that ain't going to happen. But let's say okay, spin it forward. Devontae Adams doesn't play, somehow Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, they do just enough on offense, they win it with a field goal. Do you even feel like you learned anything in that game, even if the Green Bay wins? Because you know that their whole game plan is different with Devontae Adams. You know that, that uh, Arizona's defensive game plan is different if Devontae Adams is out there. Like, I feel like now, no matter what happens in this game, I don't feel like we're going to get a good idea mm. about either team.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: It doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot because it is the regular season. But uh, number one seed does matter. Although we've seen home field advantage just totally dissipate now. I mean, road teams are coming in and and doing whatever they want. It's it's just, it's, the NFL's in a weird spot and, you know, I, I only went two and three in the contest this past weekend, the $4 million contest. And I, I felt like it was. if I had one more week that was below 500, I would be done. I mean, I'm over 500 for the season, but the, the leader is like 29 and six. So I'm pretty much feeling like that's a write-off. You know, there's still a chance you get on a 15 and 0 hot streak. My best streak in the, in the thing is I think a 13 and 2 run. I've done that a couple times. So it's never over, but it's just such a weird year. And I know a lot of smart people in this contest struggling because what's happening in the NFL right now with some of these um, favorites just covering an insane clip and home field advantage not meaning anything. And essentially if you've got the better quarterback, you're winning. Like it's just very bizarre and you don't see it as much in any, I guess you could say if the better starting pitcher uh, is usually going to win in major league baseball, but you don't really see this in the NBA just because you have the better player, you're not winning. Now, a series in the playoffs is different. But I, I, know, I it just, it's a weird thing happening in the NFL now. I can't put my hand on I feel like I don't have a good read on several teams right now. I just, frankly, I don't get the Raiders. I, I don't get the Raiders. I don't get the Eagles. I was way off on that game. I thought I had a grip on the Chiefs. That's gone. Um, it, it, it's How could just you so, not have
5: a, a, a take on the Chiefs? Well, they, no, I had been, a grip on them, and my take was. But they've been was, the
2: most predictable team for like. Right. Last, so they're like good year against ba- they're good against bad teams, and they beat them in cover. Washington, Philly. I was on them for both of those. That's not true. What do you mean they covered? They, both They those weren't games.
5: covering anything. Well, for no, like no. I'm year. just talking
2: about this season. But yeah, but again, the, against this the has bad been teams. Their MO. I figured that would be the one team you would know about. Well, against Washington, Philly. I kn- those are bad teams, and I knew that they would cover, and they did. And I have underestimated Tennessee grossly for now a second straight season. And, you know, my kid's even giving me static about not drafting Derrick Henry because I was of the belief, and again, the numbers bear this out, that Derrick Henry should be regressing. When football running backs carry the ball 370 times, historically, they follow up. Almost every one of them in the last, like, I think it was like 17 years or something, has regressed greatly or been injured. And Derrick Henry is just saying, F that, I don't care, I'm a cyborg. It's unbelievable. And... I understood made it Tannehill, and I mean I don't think anybody had the Chiefs scoring three points against one of the worst defenses in the league. And it's just like I, I just don't I don't get how the Chiefs were that bad. Like, what's your read on it, Rob? If if you get the Chiefs, what's going to happen? They're favored by nine and a half against the New York Giants at home on Monday Night Football. What's going to happen?
0: <laughs> I mean,
2: the Giants will cover. Avoiding this game, I've already got a big red X next to it. I the don't Giants know. will cover. That was my read. Giants will cover. But guess what? Do you want to be the guy who goes against the Chiefs when Pat Mahomes and them get it together? And guess what? No turnovers. And then they drop 47 points. Because that can easily happen. But the turnovers have been a bugaboo. They can't shake them.
5: And it's not just just just, this year, though. You go back to last season. I think they had only covered like one out of 10 games. They they were not covering. Yeah, down the stretch. Definitely So it's like if, if until... They prove it otherwise. We know that they're capable of it. Obviously, we've seen that they're capable of it. But until they show you differently, why would you continue
2: to bet on them
5: is what I want to know.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely not doing that this week. 100% not. <laughs> I, I'm, not I'm not touching them. And you know what's going to happen. I mean, eh, well, I don't want to get into it. the Giants game. I'm annoyed with the Giants. They're good on the road. I don't know. I mean, half their offense. Did you see the number that seven of their offensive starters? from week one, were out this past week, and they win 25-3? to three? Yep. Seven offensive starters. Who had that? By the way, the line in that one, all the Carolina Panthers took money all week. By the way, in Eagles-Raiders, I was on the right side. The Eagles, they were three in the contest. On, by the time kickoff rolled around, and I predict there's this on Cowherd Show Friday if you guys want to go find it, or I could actually pull it up because they send me the clip every week. I said that this would close close to pick them. On Friday. And in some shops, some of these like sharp offshore places, the Eagles closed as a one point favorite and they promptly got their ass kicked. So I, I felt like I'm on the right side, the big smart money, and it never, after the first quarter, I never had a shot. And I just, some of these teams have totally befuddled me. Um, so frankly, for the first Monday in a while, watching one day, while I'm watching Monday Night Football, I had an eye on the NBA. I was watching a little, little more NBA than I usually do in week two. Um, nothing too fancy. I thought the Celtics looked good. You know Jason Tatum is like totally a man crush of mine. I, I won his game so badly. Um, I, I'm just such a huge fan. But also my my Bulls, and yes, they are my Chicago Bulls. Uh, I've been hyping the S out of them. 4-0. Another dub. Did you Have you heard? Uh, there's a bunch of Laker fans out here who are really ticked off that Lonzo Ball and Caruso are undefeated and atop the East and the Lakers are like
5: oh it sucks
2: can, can we get him back can we get him back it please sucks. Like, it pretty sucks it sucks so
5: much it sucks so much they, they were like fan favorites well Caruso even
2: more than Ball Caruso big time yeah
5: yeah but it's just because like they did all the little things that endear yourselves to fans and that's like then times 10 so to have them on the same team and to see them doing it for another roster when they should be doing it in LA it just hurts
2: yeah, um, Big World Series game tonight. Well, game 1, Astros versus the Braves. I will not be offering a best bet on the— uh, I just I should just stick to primetime NFL and props. Uh, under hit, I gave out two props on FoxSports.com. Both of them hit. Jameis Winston completions over Alvin Kamara receptions. I mean, I, if I just was betting uh, props and primetime games, I think I'd be like maybe 12-2 this season. And then, of course, the Sunday games, I've not been as strong. But that's what uh, practice is for on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Just going through all the games. I've got to do better. I have to. At any rate, we've gone on too long. You guys enjoy your Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
3: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast.